0: Who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, my ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never never be the same. same. In Jesus' name, name. Amen. amen. Father, I just thank you this morning for this wonderful church. I thank you for the vision that you've given us. And that is to know Christ and to make him known. And Father, our goal today is to be inspired by your word. I thank you for every giver that's represented in this room. And I pray that, Lord, after today's mini-message, they'll understand why being a cheerful giver is a benefit. And as I step back, I ask that you step forward. And as I decrease, I ask you to increase so that the anointing of God can be seen and heard through my life. And I declare for signs, miracles, wonders to be performed in our lives as a result of hearing your word. In Jesus' name, everybody say, amen, amen. amen. God bless you this morning. I consider today a life-changing day. Look at your neighbor and say, this is a life-changing day. Today is a life-changing day for Word of Truth Family Church. And we are putting our money where our hearts is. We are expecting to have all of what we need in order to build our own facility. And because how you sow your seeds affect your harvest, I wanted to briefly share with you today on what it means to be a cheerful giver. And I believe this can be one of the most important messages of your life. And the reason I say that, when I read that scripture, when it says that God loves a cheerful giver, I asked myself the question, well, why does he love a cheerful giver? Because it doesn't really explain why, it just says that he loves one. And so I I started researching uh, because I wanted to find out if he wants us to be cheerful about our giving, then there must be something about it that's good for us. And so this morning my goal is to just briefly share with you, in fact, turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and we're going to look in verse 7 and then if you'll put your marker at Exodus chapter 35 verses 20. That was 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verses 7 and then find uh, Exodus chapter 35 and verse 20 and we're going to go there after we look at second, second Corinthians nine. And Second Corinthians chapter nine is a is a very familiar passage of Scripture. I'm going to read it in the King James version, and then I'm going to read it in the Amplified version. It says in verse uh, uh, verse nine. I really could read into that. Let Let me just let's just start in verse six. But this I say, he who sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He who sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purpose where? As he purpose where? In his heart, heart, so let him what? So look at your neighbor and say, giving comes from from the heart. He says, so let him give not grudgingly or out of necessity. For God loves a what kind of giver? God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I'm going to read that out of the Amplified. It says, Let each one of you give as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, he prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompted do-it giver, watch this, whose heart is in his giving. In other words, when we give, giving takes place from the heart. And so, the first point that I want you to write down if you're taking notes this morning is this. Giving takes place from the heart. Giving takes place from the heart. Now, I, I looked up the word cheerful and do you know that the word cheerful in the Greek Is the only word used in that time. In in other words, the word cheerful is the only time it's ever used in the Bible right there. Just one time. You mean to tell me out of all these pages and all these crazy names that, that are in the Bible? You know, have you ever read some of those names you can't pronounce them? Yeah, some of them i just skip. But out of this whole Bible the greek word for the word cheerful is only used one time and it's used right here now let me just explain something to you when you see a word used only one time in the bible it denotes importance and value it's almost like it's almost like a an object that there's only one of in the world how many know that the value of that one object would go up? I mean, we value animals so much that before they become extinct, we 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 ban people from killing them. So think about the rarity of just one. Well, that's what that word cheerful means. And because giving comes from the heart, go over now to Exodus chapter thirty-five. Go to Exodus thirty-five. Exodus thirty-five. Giving comes from the heart. And now I can see one of the reasons why God wants us to be cheerful because if giving comes, if it comes from the heart, the heart, the Bible says, flows the issues of life. In other words, your heart is you. Your heart is the real you. Your heart is where you believe. And I'll show that to you in just a second. In Exodus 35 verses 20, it says this, and I'm going to read from verse 20 to verse 22. And all the congregation, everybody say all. all. Notice now there was corporate participation. He says, and all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. And they came. Who is they? Everybody say all. all. And who is all? The, everybody say the congregation. Okay, let's, let's try that again. Y'all seem to be real slow this morning, real slow. It says, and all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of the Lord. All right. How many departed from the presence of, uh, presence of Moses? How many? All. all. And all represented who? The congregation. the congregation. So now when it says, and they, it's talking about the congregation, and they came, everyone, watch this, who's what? Come on, class, who's what? Whose heart stirred him up and everyone who his spirit made what willing and they brought what the The Lord's offering notice now it's not Moses offering he may have been in charge of taking it up but it was the Lord's offering and watch what it was for to the work of what? The tabernacle of the congregation. Now, I want you to see two things here. Is that number one, their heart was in this thing. And you know, back in the day, everybody say back in the day. You know, I you know, I'm almost 50, so you know, I have that old school part of me. You know, I understand some of the new school, but some of that new school don't make no sense to me. But that old school, you know, some of those old songs come back. If your heart. Why didn't you tell me so Some of y'all slipping. Come back. Don't backslide on me in church. Come on back. That's my song. That's my song. No, that ain't your song right now. Their heart was willing. Watch this now. It goes on to say, they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all his service and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women and as many as were what? Willing what? Willing hearted. And they what? They brought what? Man, let me tell you something. You should, if you say, I ain't have no money. You, if you got a bracelet, put it in there. He said they brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets and, and jewels of gold. And every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. Now go to Exodus 35. Go to Exodus 35. Let me show you this again because what did I say you give from? What do you give from? You give from your heart. Exodus 35, look at verse 29. It says, now the children of Israel brought a what? What can? A willing offering unto who? Unto the Lord. Every man and woman whose heart made them willing to bring for all manner of work which the Lord had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. Notice now their heart was in their giving. Now go to Deuteronomy 16 very quickly. Deuteronomy 16. Deuteronomy 16. Uh, Because... You know, sometimes we let the devil make us feel bad about what we didn't give. Never let the devil make you feel bad of what you didn't give. Be in faith for what you are giving. Now, sometimes we do mismanage and, and, and our conscience is bothering us because, you know, instead of going to Burger King every day, we could have saved that money and, and gave it, you know. But guess what? You didn't already ate that burger. That burger gone. It's gone. It's gone. We'll never see that burger again. Hopefully. In Deuteronomy 16, 17. I love this. It says, Every man shall give as he is what? As he is able. According, watch this, to the blessing of what? Of the Lord thy God, which he has given you. And that's why my wife and I, we try to lead in our giving. We may not be the biggest givers because some of y'all make a whole lot of money. So you, he says, according to how God has blessed you. And that's why some people have given more than others. But be in faith for what you did give. Amen. All right. So that's point number one. Here's point number two. Because cheerful giving comes from the heart, the heart is where you believe and it must be protected. The heart is where you believe and it must be protected. In Romans chapter 10, just go there very quickly, Romans 10, Romans chapter 10, we know the verse. I'm just going to read verses uh, 9 and 10, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Uh, we use this verse when we're talking about salvation, but it says, if you shall confess With your mouth, the Lord Jesus. And shall believe where, class? Come on, class. Believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Read it with me. You shall be what? You shall be saved. Verse 10. Now he explains the process of what happens. For with the what, class? For with the heart, man what? Believe. Let's just stop right there. Your heart is where you believe. Go to Mark chapter 11 quickly. Go to Mark chapter 11. Your heart is where you believe and it must be protected. That's why you can't afford to have negative people around you. You know, some of your friends, you don't even need to tell them what you gave today. Don't even tell them. Don't even give them the privilege of what you're standing in faith for. You know why? Because they don't have a heart for it. You know, some people's faith level is not where yours is. And so here you are believing for a debt-free house and they just looking at you like, well, why don't you just move in an apartment? That's a waste of money. What? (laughs) You have to protect your heart because out of your heart flows the issues of life. And that's why I don't have... I'm a pastor, so most of my... Uh, most of what I get from members are negative stuff. And that's fine because that's my job. But, But guess what? I don't keep that negative stuff. I walk them through it, I pray for them, and then I release it because I can't do nothing about it as a man anyway. But what I have chosen to do is not have in my circle negative people. If one of my friends who used to be a faith friend turns into a negative friend, he or she will slowly get erased from my list. They will slowly get less phone calls, low text me- Well, I don't do good with Texas anyway, but, you know, no text messages. And then if they call me, I call them back and the conversation will be short. Because before you know it, all they're talking about, is so hard, it's how that's tough, and I, I did my job, and don't you get tired of that? Amen. Yeah. Hey, you got to protect your heart. Mark chapter 11, look in verse 22. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. Watch this now. And shall not doubt where? In In his heart, but shall believe, right? Now, notice that doubt and belief takes place where? In In the heart. So what I see, hear, taste, touch, smell. Those things influence what I believe. Therefore, I must control my environment. You say, well, pastor, how you do that? All these negative people at work. You don't have to be negative just because they are. In fact, do you know being positive will drive out negative people? Now, don't be one of those people, you know, who walk in there with that big old white family Bible. How many had that big old white family Bible growing up? You couldn't touch it. I mean, it was like this Bible had powers. I did like the pictures in there. But you don't want to walk in there too religious where they can't even. It's like you can't have a normal conversation. Come on, y'all know those praise the Lord people. Come on, raise your hand if you know those people. Yeah, if you didn't raise your hand, you're probably that person. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I'm, 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 I'm fine. I'm high in favor there. I'm, oh, thank God. Oh, oh, the, I mean, they make a conversation spiritual out of anything. Where are you going for lunch today? Oh, I I prayed about it, and uh, I think God is leading me. God don't have to lead you to lunch. He gave you some brains. You have to protect your heart. Now watch this now. Notice he says, but believe in thy heart that those things which you say shall come to pass. Watch this. You will have what you say. And in order to have what you say, you must protect your heart from doubt. Amen. Now, here's the thing. Here's here's point number three. Giving cheerfully, watch this, from the heart causes your faith to work. Giving cheerfully from the heart. This is why he said God loves a cheerful giver because when you give, you're supposed to give it cheerfully because it's coming from your heart. And anything that comes from your heart is going to produce either life or death for you. So he says he wants us to give cheerfully from the heart. Well, watch this. When we give from the heart, it calls our faith in the You say, well, how is that, Pastor. Write down John chapter 3, verse 16. We know it. It says, God so loved the world that he what? He gave. gave. Stop right there. The reason or the motivation of God giving was because God is loving. In other words, love was the motivation for God to give. Can you agree with me on that? Love was the motivation for God to give. Now, go to Galatians chapter 5. Go to Galatians 5. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Go to Galatians 5. Love is the motivation that we give. And if we give from the heart, and love must be the motivation, let me show you that love is what causes your faith to work. In Galatians chapter 5, look in verse 6. It says, For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but read it with me, but faith which works come on class faith which by your faith only works I can't see that number I'm too old okay so far we're not at the end yet so far we are at $247,161 dollars now now, listen this is what I want you to do see di- let me show you how to demonstrate how to cheerfully give see how many would love to write a check for $247,000 one day well guess what you just did because we're doing this together because now the seed you sowed is bigger than just you it's now all of us so now I want you to praise God because, watch this now, watch this. If you can write a $247,000 check, how much money do you have? So I want you to praise God for the money you need to be able to write that kind of check. Come on, just thank him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for being able to write a quarter of a million dollar check and not faint at all. All right, y'all be seated. Man, oh man. This is a good day today, ain't it? We gonna put a... We gonna, listen, let me tell you something. The devil don't want this to happen. He don't want it to happen. But you know what? It's gonna happen anyway. Your faith... <laughs> I got some soldiers behind me. Your faith works... And the word works mean, work, it means it is energized by love. And that's why while you are walking by faith, when you cheerfully give, listen to me now, you need to stay in love. Because in order for your actions to produce for your life, the Bible says anything that's done must be done in faith. Right? Okay, so our faith is important for our results. So if the devil, you, God motivates you to give and you gave, and then the devil uses somebody that you don't even know to get you out of love, what you're doing is getting yourself out of faith. And nobody's worth that. I mean, why do we get upset with people we don't even know? That ain't, they ain't worth your time. I mean, at least get mad at people that you do know. All right, let's look at the last point here. Cheerful giving from the heart. Watch this now. This is good. This is shouting right here. Produces the God kind of increase. I'm going to say that again. Cheerful giving from the heart. Everybody say from the heart. Cheerful giving from the heart produces the God kind of increase. See, the reason why you need To let God speak to you. Now some of you all I had to challenge. Because in the Old Testament there were times where they gave specific amounts and they were trying to do things. But most of the time I want God to speak to you. Let me tell you why. Because if God speaks to you that means he has a harvest for you on his mind. So if I listen to him. Then whatever he's got on his mind. I'm going to receive in my life. Because I'm obedient to him. Can somebody say amen? And so cheerful giving from the heart produces the God kind of increase. Now go to Mark chapter 4. Go to Mark chapter 4. Mark ch- chapter 4. And this is the whole premises. I'm going to share something that uh, I learned this past week. Mark chapter 4. And we're going to look in verse 20 and verse 20 alone. This talks about uh, the sore so at the word. Some fell on good ground. Some fell on this kind of ground. Some fell on stony ground. And uh, it goes on to say... For the good ground in verse 20. And these are they which are sown on what class? Yeah. On what? Yeah. On what? Yeah. On good ground. Watch this now. Such as hear the word and receive it and watch what happens to them. They bring for what? Fruit. Somewhat. Thirtyfold. Somewhat. Sixty. And somewhat. A hundred. Watch this. But that's all dependent on the condition of my heart. Because the heart represents the soil in this parable. And that's why you got to keep your heart right. Now, let me, let me kind of get deep with you just a little bit. Can I get deep with you just a little bit? See, here's the deal. The reason why the devil, he, he, he's really not trying to mess with too many unchristians. Because he already got them. What he's trying to do is contaminate us. Now, the primary way in which, in which we should be connected to the body of Christ and to grow in fellowship, in faith, and in love is through a church. And that's why he works hard overnight to get you offended, to get you contaminated, to get you connected with somebody that's unsatisfied and discontented. But here's the thing. Uh, go, go, go quickly. Go quickly to uh, Hebrews chapter 6. Man, I hope I have time for this. I do. I do. I'm going to make time. Hebrews chapter 6. You no know, I got to show you this because when I saw this, I was like, man, uh, Pastor Chad showed me, uh, he gave me a revelation and I just took it a little further. I was like, okay, I'm giving him credit now, but the second service, I ain't giving him credit. Hebrews chapter 6, watch this now. That word good, it said, notice now, it said uh, in that word uh, that that fell on good ground. Well, let me show you that word good again. In Hebrews chapter 6, I'm going to read in verse 4, and I'm going to read all the way through verse 6. It says, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the what? What did they they say about the word? What what was it? It was good. Okay, watch this now. If the word is good, then I have to make sure that my heart is right towards where I'm getting it from. Okay, all all right, all right, watch this. Okay, in the Old Testament, when God spoke to Moses, he spoke to Moses, his word, through a burning bush. That's how Moses heard God speak to him on what he needed to do. In fact, and, uh, and it was so enlightening. God said, what I'm saying is not just what I'm saying to you that's powerful. He said, but the place I'm saying it to you is powerful. So much, you need to take your shoes off, man. He said, you need to take your shoes off because this is holy ground in other words God considered where you hear the word as a holy place and if it's a holy place it's a good place and if it's a good place as long as I keep my heart good then I'm going to receive the fold that God said he would give me so never, never say never ever no, say it with attitude never ever no, no, so, no, some of y'all are too proper. You're saying never, ever. I didn't say that. Never is spelled N-E-V-A. Ever is E-V-A. So we're going to try that again. Say never, ever. Never. never, ever let nobody say nothing bad about your church. See, listen, because it's holy ground for you. Now, 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 let me just say this there is no perfect church in America no perfect place but I tell you what there can be a perfect place for you though when I first met with my pastor when we started the church I needed I believe every pastor needs a pastor that's just my conviction you know if my wife and I if we fight and, and stuff and, which we rarely do now but, uh, you know, we do have some hot moments at times. We'll be in a staff meeting and just go off. They just, the staff be looking at us like, they just being real right now, ain't they? But, you know, we, we, ain't, we ain't have no knockout, dragging our cussing people out. We don't do that kind of stuff. But I'm just saying, I believe if we had an issue that we couldn't resolve, we have somebody that we can take it to. That's why I believe every pastor should have a pastor. Well, when I first came to him, about starting Word of Truth Family Church, uh, he called my old pastor and said to them, uh, I have Eben in my office, and I just want you to know that uh, I'm covering him as his pastor to start, his, to start the church that God's put on his heart. So I started it right. But here's the thing. I said, Bishop, well, he was pastor at the time. I said, uh, you don't have to worry about me leaving. And because he's seen so many of them leave, he said, well, we'll see about that. And I said, well, wh- wh- where am I going to go? I- unless you do something wrong, like like immoral wrong, like, you know, like murder somebody. Now, I'm not talking about like throwing coffee on somebody. Not like that. <laughs> that's, that's repentable, you know. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, As long as he stayed on track spiritually and he was feeding me, just because some things he might do might not be my preference doesn't mean that I have to leave his leadership. For instance, you know, he doesn't have small groups in homes like we do, okay? Well, I'm not going to leave his leadership because he don't do that. I'm still being fed. I just find other avenues. That's why Pastor Robin Morris is in our life. Their church is structured that way, and that's why we're connected to him. But, But I don't have to leave my pastor just because somebody might have said something. You know that man, you know, he got a big old house. He got about five, six, seven, eight, nine. I don't know how many cars that man got. Well, whose business is it anyway? And see, some of y'all are going, well, I don't see why the person should have more than one car anyway. Well, you got more than one pair of socks, don't you? I hope you do. Because if not, your neighbor is holding their breath right now. Okay, so uh, are y'all giving me numbers? Is this why my phone going off here? Let me see here. Okay, all right, all right. Because we got to give a total here. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, let me see. Let me put on my reading glasses. Is this the total, total? Yeah. Huh? Okay, you want to add that up manually? Okay, just. See, where we are right now is what we passed the last time, two years ago, with both of our services. Yes, so just wanted to remind you of that. Wait a minute, is this the number with the number I started with with the 118? Is that with, with that number? Okay, so 127. 127 right. So where we at? Well, why are you saying 130? No, I it to you on right? Right, I'm just looking at You said 130. Don't look at that. I like big numbers now. <laughs> okay, why don't you all stand up? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. We have collected. Should I subtract this number from the original number? I tell you what, I'm going to include the whole total. We have collected $262,000, two hundred and seventy-four dollars And somebody, come on, begin to just thank the Lord right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are an all-sufficient God. And we're going to thank you for what we have now stop right here quickly cause see you can counsel out your blessing by being unthankful Jesus he healed ten lepers and one of them came back and said I just wanted to say thank you well if he wasn't concerned about that he wouldn't have said well, what happened to the other nine so I want you to know that whether we hit What we want to hear or not, we have more than what we started with. So, Lord, we want to thank you right now for being the Lord of the harvest, for increasing us, for blessing us, for declaring it to us. We thank you now and we bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's let's close out on a song. Can we close out on a song? Is everybody here to do that? Uh... Huh? What would you like for us to close that up? What y'all want to do? Do we have time? We ain't got time. We ain't got time. So y'all gonna have to sing in y'all heart.